Hey there, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Locked On Sooners podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. For amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need, go to rockauto.com right now and save. On today's episode, we're going to talk about a few other players that stood out in Oklahoma's 52-31 to win over the TCU Horned Frogs. We've got to talk about some Caleb Williams accolades that are being laid out at the moment and where he might stand in the Heisman race. And then where OU stands in the USA Today coaches and the AP Top 25 poll. All that and more on today's episode of the Locked On Sooners podcast. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation. Welcome to the Lockdown Sooners Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams, and you can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Sooners and on Facebook, Lockdown Sooners Podcast. So happy to have you with us. Thank you so much for making the Lockdown Sooners Podcast your first listen every single day. We appreciate you and your time. And like I said, coming up on today, we're going to talk about a few of the players that stood out. We talked yesterday a lot about Caleb Williams, and obviously he's the big deal right now. He's the the stir of the the uh, the the straw that stirs the drink, man. He is doing everything right for the Oklahoma Sooners over the last two games since he was inserted into the lineup against Texas. But let's talk about a few other players that are doing some things that may go in a little bit unnoticed. You know, Kennedy Brooks is getting a lot of love right now because of all the the rushing guards that he's piling up right now. But Eric Gray is really doing a phenomenal job. Uh, as a pass blocker, uh, one of Oklahoma's top five pass blockers from the game on Saturday, according to Pro Football Focus. And it's it's little things like that that really help to solidify a team. You know, I, I wrote a, a piece um, last week sometime over at Sooners Wire just talking about glue guys. You know, every team's got to have them. Every team that has championship aspirations have to has to have these guys that do all the little things right. They may not be the guys that are star players that show up on the stat sheet every single week, but they're the guys that are doing the little things well. And having a guy like Eric Gray, who may not be getting the touches that we had we anticipated in the preseason because Kennedy Brooks is playing so well right now, he's doing the little things well. And even when he is getting touches, he's still making some things happen. It's just running has been a little bit tougher sledding for him um, than it has been for Eric Gray or for Kennedy Brooks, rather. Sorry. I also want to mention, um, you know, this might not be a popular opinion, but Spencer Rattler, you know, I think he's come under fire for a lot of things, you know, some of it is, you know, maybe just body language just doesn't look right when it's on the sideline or, you know, when it's caught up in the, in the moment of being replaced. Uh, But you got to give the guy, you know, cut him a little bit of slack. I mean, he was there with Lincoln Riley, with Caleb Williams, kind of going through everything on the sideline on Saturday and he looked to be the guy that was playing the part of a good teammate. Um, You know, football is an emotional game and and these guys play with a lot of emotion and it's hard not to get caught up in the emotion sometimes. Um, You know, when you're not having the season that you had expected and there were really lofty expectations, there's gotta be some disappointment. I mean, anybody that's human would, would have disappointment, like going from being a Heisman front runner and a potential first overall pick in the NFL draft to being, benched and then replaced, uh, uh, you know, like 
it's easy for us on the outside looking in just to, to go out there and say, well, man, he should just be a good teammate and cheer on his cheer on the guy that took over for him. But at the same time, like, yeah, I mean, that's true. At the same time, he's dealing with a lot of emotions himself. You know, he's not playing up to his standards. He's not playing well most of the season. And there's a lot of, you know, stress that comes with that. And remember, he's a 20, 21 year old kid. Like it's, it's, you know, these guys are going to make, you know, what they're not going to do the right thing hundred percent of the time. And so, you know, give Spencer Rattler some credit for being the good teammate on Saturday. If you're going to, if you're going to, you know, kill him for the body language or the emotion that he showed or lack of emotion that he showed in a positive manner um, against Texas, then make sure you go and you, you also give him some credit for doing the right thing on Saturday against TCU. Uh, let's talk about the offensive line. Cause I did not talk about him enough yesterday's show, but man, they were really, really good. And they've been really good the last couple of weeks. Um, some of it has been when once Caleb Williams came in, but I feel like they're starting to just gel. They're starting to mesh they're, They found a five, the five, they found the five guys that they want to roll with. And, and I think that matters. We've talked about it several times on the show over the last few months that, um, Offensive line continuity is is huge. You know, it's the four C's of offensive line play. And I don't know if that's an actual thing out there, but it's four C's that I've kind of come up with. It's continuity, chemistry, communication, and collaboration. Like, you got to have those three things in play for good offensive line play. you got to, you know, the continuity is what builds all that other stuff, like the chemistry and the communication. Those things matter. Because when you're dealing with stunts and when you're dealing with pass protections, when you're trying to feel when to leave your, your combo block and, and move to the second level, a lot of that just is built on chemistry. The more you play together, the more chemistry you're going to build. And so got to give a shout out to the offensive line coach. Bill Biedenboe has really developed this team, this unit, um, from a question mark into a strength now. You know, they, they've done a good job in pass pro. They've done a good job run blocking for Kennedy Brooks. Um, and, and I think it's going to continue. Obviously, we get Kansas this week, so all the all the good times that have been built up over the last couple of weeks are going to continue against Kansas, even though it's in uh, Lawrence. I don't anticipate there being any issues in that game, but you know they're they're fine. They're they're gelling at the right time. You know, five games left in Big Twelve play. They got arguably their three toughest uh, coming up after Kansas and Texas Tech. They got. Baylor, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State. I mean, you want your offensive line peaking at this moment, and, and it's really good to see that. Um, you've got to give a shout-out to Pat Fields as well. Ryan Aber wrote a piece over at the Oklahoma that you can read that, um, man, he's playing more than 99% of the snaps right now, and they're, they're playing a lot of snaps on defense. And so, man, big shout-out to him for his conditioning, um, just his leadership and, and his ability. And, you know, the Oklahoma defense isn't necessarily playing – great right now and a lot of that is because of the injuries that they've sustained on defense i mean we're still missing woody washington who hasn't played since western carolina dj graham went out in the middle of the game those are arguably your two top corners uh, uh jeremiah Cradell, who was rotating with billy bowman he's been out latrell mccutcheon for some reason only got 16 snaps i, I haven't seen an injury situation with him um and so you know your your best corners have all missed time. Justin Broyles is having to fill in at safety some because of the injury to uh, Diller and Turner Yell, who's been missing the last, uh, you know, most of the last few weeks as well. And um, yeah, that stuff matters. Like injuries matter. 
yes, you have, you want depth, but a lot of your depth is really, really young and inexperienced. And so these guys are going to get beat some on the bright side. You've got an offense now that can put up enough points to where if these guys do get beat a little bit, because Quentin Johnston from TCU, man, that dude's legit. Like my goodness, he is the truth. That guy's, that guy's, that guy's a problem. Um, but it's tough at times for you know true freshmen to continue to have really good play. Billy Bowman's been good at times this year, so I wouldn't you know throw any dirt on his grave at, you know or, or cast him off at this point just because he had a bad game. Like everybody's going to have a bad game here and there. You just don't want to see them stacking up week after week. But I really do anticipate him bouncing back and having a, another. Obviously, he's going. I think he's going to have a good game against Kansas. But I feel like he'll bounce back and have a better rest of the season than what he had on on uh, Saturday against uh, TCU. Um, you know, you got to give the defensive line a little bit of credit. Uh, you know, TCU came in as a really, really strong running team. Oklahoma held them in check for the most part. Obviously, they were missing Zach Evans. That's a huge loss for their their offense. But Kendra Miller's no slouch either. And, you know, he had a big catch and run on a screen pass. But other than that, TCU wasn't really able to do much on the ground. Uh, Max Duggan did a lot of what he did through the air because obviously Oklahoma's secondary was the weak the weak point. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot to, a lot to like about this Oklahoma Sooners team. We didn't even talk about Trayvon West who had a big catch and run for 35 yards. I mean, the Oklahoma pass catching unit just runs deep, you know, Caleb Williams hit nine different guys on Saturday and you love to see it, man, because as soon as defenses try to roll coverage towards Marvin Mims, who's going to beat you, Jaden Hazelwood in the red zone. We talked about him a lot yesterday. You know, they start rolling coverage towards Jaden Hazelwood or Marvin Mims, and then Michael Woods is going to beat you deep as well, who had a huge game, three for 75. Uh, could have had a little bit more, had a had a drop on, it uh, looked like a deep ball. I can't remember what possession it was, but, um, you know, one of the, oh, yeah, it was, a, it was a drop on a deep ball where if he catches it, it's a walk-in touchdown, but he kind of short arms it a little bit and, you know, go, it falls incomplete. And so, I mean, it's it's a receiver core that is now starting to really shine and, and be the unit that we thought there would be uh, coming out of fall camp. Uh, but coming up next, let's talk about our guy, Caleb Williams, because we can't get enough of Caleb Williams. It's locked on Caleb Williams right now uh, because, man, he's the story. Like, he is the top story going, and it's just exciting to watch him play, and it's a lot of fun to watch him play. But we'll do that uh, coming up next here on Locked On Sooners, and then we'll talk about where Oklahoma stands in the uh, AP and the coaches poll. Uh, that were released on Sunday. But first, I got to talk to you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. I love it. I know you will too. I'm a big fan of fantasy football, but I, I kind of got tired of playing daily fantasy because it just didn't seem like there was much of a chance because of so many playing and so many people playing in, in each group. It was just really hard to to get a I don't know get a handle on it. Uh, but Prize Picks is a leader in college daily, sports daily fantasy, and they offer more college football props than anyone in the world. They can offer a prop on anything you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. And if you use our promo code Locked On, you'll get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use our promo code Locked On. Prize Picks allows mixed sports entries. You can take the over on LeBron, with the under on Patrick Mahomes, or strikeouts by Jose Altuve. You can get all that done at Prize Picks. So use the award-winning app on both the App Store or Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out PrizePicks.com. Use promo code Locked On or go to your App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Also, want to talk to you about Rock Auto. Rock Auto is the family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online 
for more than 20 years. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for every customer, from the do-it-yourselfer to the professional mechanic. Why would you choose to spend 30 50 or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com and save. So go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you. It's amazing selection, reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. And again, thank you so much for taking the time to make Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. We are free and available on every single platform and coming soon to YouTube. Looking forward to getting on there and getting launched. So go over there, search Locked On Sooners, subscribe, get ready as we get ready to uh, to drop episodes over on YouTube coming soon. Let's talk about Caleb Williams some more. Our dude, Caleb Superman Williams, uh, taking the college football world by storm, doing everything that you would hope uh, a guy would do in his his first extended action against Texas, and then man, he doubled down on that um, in the game against TCU. Just he's been absolutely remarkable. Eight total touchdowns in just six quarters of work. He had five total on um, on Saturday and three the previous week as well. The dude just he does everything really really well. He's got a great deep ball. He throws with accuracy in the short to intermediate game. Obviously, he's a great runner. We've seen him just torching teams with in the run game as well uh, i mean he had a 66 you know yarder uh, yeah 66 yarder against texas and then another 44 or 41 yards against uh tcu for a touchdown um the dude just looks effortless when he does it too he doesn't look like he's running very hard or very fast um but he's just constantly moving up the field um but obviously he is fast he's just a long-legged guy that is going to take long strides uh but and, and then on the on the other side of that man he he's very smart about high runs. He's good at sliding. He's good at getting out of bounds when he, when it's time to get out of bounds. So a lot to really, really love about him. Came away with the big 12 offensive player of the week. Last week, he was the big 12 newcomer of the week. Uh, man, everything is turning up aces for, for Caleb Williams. Uh, Pro football focus named him his player, named him their player of the week from the power five and Anthony Triash's um, weekly uh, pro football focus team of the week awards um just you can't say enough about the kid and it it doesn't look like he's going to be giving away the starting job anytime soon either he's just that guy he's a good player um seems to really really know how to navigate the pocket really really well has a great deep ball throws with accuracy and gets a lot of different players involved it's really exciting to see uh you know you you think that I still think that Spencer Rattler is a good quarterback, but I feel like his days at Oklahoma are numbered. Now his dad spoke to OU daily last week and said that he'd be with the team through January 10th. We'll see. Um, I, I feel like for Spencer Rattler's sake, it's the best thing for him to do is to stick around, uh, be the consummate teammate and just continue to show up, do what he needs to do. You know, this now is the time for him to kind of create that reputation of, that, he does have some humility. He does. He is a team guy for whatever reason. He's got this, this, um, this rep right now in the public, the public eye, which I feel like is not necessarily accurate that he's maybe he's not a team guy. The thing that we don't see is what happens in the locker room. We don't see what he is in the locker room in the meeting rooms. We don't. Uh, but you know, I, I think 
I think Spencer Rattler is going to find a nice place to play um, sometimes, sometime next year. I don't think he'll go into the NFL draft. Um, but back to Caleb Williams, you know, he's going to, he's going to win a lot of awards. Uh, you know, as far as the big 12 player of the week award, he was the first true freshman to win it um, or the fourth true freshman to win it. Pardon me. Uh, Marvin Mims won it last year. And then Samaj P. Ryan won it three times when he was a freshman in 2014. And Adrian Peterson won it three times himself uh, in 2014. So that's some pretty lofty company that uh, Caleb Williams is enjoying because uh, man, Adrian Peterson, Samaji P. Ryan, Marvin Mims, even to a lesser extent, you know, that's a that's a pretty uh, pretty great crew to be mentioned with as well. Uh, I think he's I think there's going to be a great chance for him to match Adrian Peterson and um, uh, Samadji P. Ryan's three offensive player of the week awards uh, that they won in their freshman year, their true freshman years. Um, and then you know people are starting to already talk about him in the Heisman running. He's got Heisman odds. Uh, I feel like it's a bit early for that now. You know. Obviously, we're hyped about Caleb Williams. I'd love to see him get get himself into the Heisman running, but I mean, the reality is he didn't come into to play and become the starter uh, until the sixth game of the season. So, I mean, it's definitely possible for him to to work his way into Heisman contention, but he's going to have to have a pretty perfect uh, October, November, December for that to be the case. I mean, he's going to have to be like, yeah, like averaging four total touchdowns a game. Um, you know, in 300 total yards, whether it's, you know, passing and rushing every game from here on out and, and Oklahoma's going to have to go undefeated for that to happen. But it's, if, if it's going to happen, this is like, if it's going to happen where a guy could come in and just play seven games or eight games, you know, this is the year it's going to happen because nobody's running away with it. You know, the, the Heisman favorite was Spencer Rattler and he's now, the, you know, the, the QB two CJ Stroud, Ohio state's been up and down Bajan Robinson, looking like he might be on a four or five lost Texas team. It's going to be hard for anybody to, to mention him. Uh, Brees Hall is kind of in a similar situation as Bajan. Um, and so, yeah, there's just not a lot of guys that are really m- making that claim uh, to be the Heisman contender, the Heisman front runner right now. And so there's no reason why Caleb Williams can, can join it. I mean, I talked about it with, you know, Mike Steely and Parker Thune on uh, 1400 of the ref in uh, Norman today. And they asked the question, I was like, I'm not ready to put him there yet, but if he keeps doing what he's doing, which I imagine he will against Kansas and and probably against Texas tech. I mean, after these next two games, it's, there's a really good chance that he will be thrust into the Heisman conversation at that point, because you're not going to be able to downplay it. And through the, over the last two weeks, he's been arguably the best player in college football. So if he can continue that over the rest of the season, then why the heck not put him in the Heisman race? So it'll be really fun to find out and really fun to watch over the next next few weeks, just how how big that Heisman campaign goes. I mean, you got guys like Barry Switzer calling for it. You know, Joe Mixon, I think, you know, through his name, you know, through uh, uh, Caleb Williams out there as, as a Heisman contender. And, and that politicking will only grow as he continues to play well. And then you'll start getting the former Heisman Trophy winners putting their putting their uh, their names behind Caleb Williams as well. And so. We'll see, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, and with Kansas coming up, Oklahoma per bet online is already a, a 38 point favorite. Uh, yesterday I mentioned, I'm not sure about that 38 points, but then I you know, thought about it more today. I was like, uh, yeah, I think I would be more than comfortable taking Oklahoma minus 38 against Kansas. Uh, Cause I don't know if, I mean, obviously Kansas isn't going to be able to keep up, but will they be even able to stop up Oklahoma? That's, that's going to be, that's going to be the trick bag. The only, I think the only way they'll stop Oklahoma is if, 
their third string quarterback comes into the game because I don't think that uh, that Spencer Rattler is going to be laying back at all. I think he's going to be trying to uh, put out some audition tape for, you know, potentially his next team. Uh, but coming up next, let's see where Oklahoma stands in the AP Top 25 and the USA Today Coaches Poll. We'll do that next on the Locked On Sooners podcast. But let me talk to you about Sweat Block. Sweat Block is the doctor-created, doctor-recommended antiperspirant that works up to seven days per use. We've been talking about Sweat Block for a few weeks now. These are the wipes that stop sweat for seven days. And it seems people have been listening. We have friends on Locked On who've tried Sweat Block and they love it. We've got a high school teacher. We have when he'd pit out by fourth period, he'd hear the snickers and whispers from the students. So he started bringing a second shirt to change into between classes. Then he heard about sweat block on lock on the lockdown podcast network. He tried it and he is now hooked. So no more snickers, no more second shirt, all the confidence he needs through sweat block. It's the dry shirt guarantee. A sweat block doesn't keep you dry. You get your money back guaranteed. No, not just for armpits, chest, back, feet, hands, use it anywhere. And I mean, anywhere <clears throat> that sweats. If you or someone you care about is dealing with excessive sweating, you got to check out Sweatblock. You can get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com using promo code locked on, or you can go to Amazon where it's been a bestseller for the last 13 years and CVS. But go to locked on or go to sweatblock.com, use that promo code locked on. Make sure you get that 20% off because that is where you get that deal. But again, doctor created, doctor recommended, dry shirt guarantee over at sweatblock.com. Now let's talk about where Oklahoma lands in the USA Today coaches poll and the AP top 25 Uh, after several weeks where they were kind of starting to slowly trend downward because they weren't winning beautifully. They weren't winning those, those uh, handsome games like many people want to, to criticize them for. I mean, every game aside from the Western Carolina game to this point in the season had been a a one score game, Uh, but against TCU, they, they flipped that script and that narrative on its head, picking up a 20 point, 21 point win, excuse me, over the Horned Frogs and Oklahoma starting to climb again uh, in the USA Today AP top or sorry the USA Today coaches poll the Oklahoma Sooners come in at number number two um, that after uh, dropping to number three in the poll uh, because of Iowa's loss uh, this past week to Purdue unranked Purdue they ended up dropping nine spots Oklahoma jumps up to number two. Cincinnati jumps up to number three. Georgia is dominating the poll. Got all 65 first place votes. Um, it, yeah, the Big Ten is also dominating the top 10. They got four teams in it with Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State all clumped up there from five to eight. Oklahoma State makes its first appearance into the top 10 as they rise three spots uh, from number 12 to number nine. Uh, but yeah, top five right now, or top four right now, Georgia. Oklahoma, Cincinnati, and Alabama. Alabama is not going away. They're just not. And if they're able to knock off Georgia in the SEC championship game and, and that's the way it goes, there's a good chance that you could see two uh, SEC teams in the top in the college football playoff. And Cincinnati, they just continue to do their thing. They're, they're blowing everybody out that is in their way. They did it to UCF, uh, you know, a program that's been really good over the last several years. Um, and that's potentially a team that you could see make it, you know, make that first uh, push for, for non power five team to get into the college football playoff. And honestly, I'm for it. I think that's a big reason why the college football playoff is looking at expansion to give the, the group of five an actual shot at making the college football playoff and contending for a national championship. I mean, who's, who knows if Cincinnati can win the national championship, but we won't know until we find out. 
And I mean, it's a team that has really good quarterback play. Their offense is really, really good. Luke Fickle is a really great coach uh, and their defense is, is playing really well. And so it'll be interesting to see how that stacks up against, you know, some of the power five teams, but I mean, they beat Notre Dame. Now Notre Dame is the Texas of the, uh, the North, in my opinion, but uh, it's still, it's, it's, it'd be like getting one over Texas. And uh, to me, that's significant if you're a Cincinnati team. And remember Cincinnati is a program that at one point in time was in the big East and the big East used to be considered one of the better, maybe not the best college football program, but there was a time in the early two thousands with Boston college and Miami and Virginia tech that the big East was actually pretty, pretty well-respected as a conference. And then realignment happened and it just kind of all fell apart. Uh, So Cincinnati isn't your typical group of five team. Like they are a, a, a team that has been in that power, you know, that power bracket at one point in time, which they'll be back there when they join the big 12 um, at some point in the next few years. Uh, so then let's look at the AP top 25 uh, here. Oklahoma is number four or sorry, they jump from number four to number three. Uh, Cincinnati is ahead of them at number two and Georgia is number one. Still um, got all 63 first place votes. Alabama comes in at number four, Ohio State five, Michigan six, Penn State seven, Oklahoma State comes in here at number eight after jumping up from number 12, Michigan State is nine, and Oregon is 10. Uh, really no complaints there. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how the Big Ten plays out because that's gonna, that, they're really top-heavy right now, and there's still several really important games. Obviously, you got Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State that are going to that will kind of help to clear up some of the um, yeah, just some of the, uh, some of the rankings and some of the knotted up, you know, spots in, in the, in the standings there, man, that, that was terrible amount of loss for words on the, I'm just so impressed with the big 10 right now that I just can't, I just can't speak on it, I guess. Um, but it's going to be really interesting to see what happens because is, is there a possibility that a, big 10 champion could get left out for two sec teams. I mean, it, it, if you go by what the polls are saying right now, it's certainly a possibility, you know, typically, you know, the, the college football playoff committee will weigh heavily the, the conference championships. But if say Georgia goes undefeated and then loses to a, a one loss Alabama team in the sec championship, they're going to have a really hard time keeping Georgia out or Alabama out. And so that at that point, then you're looking at either screwing Cincinnati or leaving out a Big Ten champion. If the, and this is assuming that Oklahoma's or Oklahoma State were to go undefeated in Big 12 play, because I feel like if if one of those two teams goes undefeated and wins the Big 12, then you're going to have to put one of them in because they're undefeated and they want a Power Five conference. It's just going to be fascinating to watch. We get our first college football playoff rankings in the first week of November. And it's always a good time. It's always fun to see where these teams stack up in those first rankings. It's not the rankings that matter. The one is that matters, the final rankings. But generally, the coaches in the AP, I mean, a lot of times those correlate a little bit with the college football playoffs. So now we're getting a sense of where Oklahoma stacks up in the eyes of the nation, uh, you know, either number two or number three team in the country. And I think with Caleb Williams at quarterback, that's pretty well solidified. You know, they're, they're a different team than they were in the first, I don't know, 18, 19 minutes against the Texas Longhorns. And that's a good thing. This Caleb Williams team is phenomenal. They're explosive, dynamic. And I think they're going to maintain their spot in the top two or three of the country 
throughout the Big 12 play. So that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Again, thank you so much for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. Also, make sure you check out the Locked On Big 12 podcast with our guy, Josh Neighbors, giving you all the ins and outs of Big 12 conference play. Also, go check out my guys, Landon McCool and Marcus Mosier on the Locked On Cowboys podcast. That's one of my first listens every single day. I love listening to those guys talk about my favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. So go check that out as well. A lot of great insight and analysis on America's team. Sorry if you don't like that moniker, but it's their their American scene. But again, thank you for listening. Make sure you come back tomorrow. Get ready for our Big Twelve Roundup Roundtable uh, later in the week. It's gonna it's always a lot of fun. It's a great show. We love doing it every single week. It's it's fun for us, and we hope it's fun for you as well. Uh, but you can also check that out over on YouTube as well. But until tomorrow, my name is John Williams. We'll catch you then, Boomer Sooner. <laughs>